pull up a cup of coffee and let's get this party started. We're the Uplines you didn't know you needed, but now you have. This is the podcast for women who are building a direct sales business, but want to do it the right way. Melanie has a decade of experience in direct sales. She's earned the top in industry four years in a row and has grown a multi-million dollar organization. She gives a no BS approach to leadership, recruitment, and organization. And my bestie Katie has you covered with the rest. From the relationships, the do's and don'ts of branding, her content has been viewed by millions. She doesn't just talk the talk, but she teaches people how to create an intentional brand too. All right, let's get this party started. Well, hey everyone, it is Katie and Melanie of the Direct Sales Done Right Podcast, and we are talking today specifically about the art of recruitment. And when we use the term recruitment, we're talking about building your organization, building your team. In the direct sales industry, that is just another way that you can earn besides just focusing on the sales of your products. You can also begin to create an organization. And we have Melanie. Melanie's going to be in the hot seat today, and she's going to be talking about I'm actually going to be putting her on the spot. I'm actually going to be asking her some questions that we have really heard over the past couple of years as we've been teaching women in direct sales how to really grow in the industry. And these are really common questions, and some of them might be a little bit uncomfortable. Are they the ones that you yourself are like, I'd love to ask, but I don't know that I would have the courage to ask that type of question. So we're going to be going into that. But before we do... Every single week, we actually read a review of the week. And if you've never been able to do this, we would love for you to drop a review because it helps us be seen. It helps us be highlighted in the iTunes homepage for other uh, other people too, so they can learn more about the Direct Sales Done Right podcast. And this week, Hannah Episode says, I love listening to the podcast. I feel like Melanie and Katie talk about what I am struggling with every single week. And it's like this little pep talk. Thank you so much for putting out content and telling us straightforward what we need to do in our business. So make sure you head over to iTunes and you just drop a rating and review to have a chance to be the listener of the week. Oh, one other thing that we do is we actually do a weekly giveaway for anyone who leaves that review on the podcast. So if you are selected, you actually can DM us over on Instagram and we will do a free mini coaching virtual session with you. I just did one this week that was so much fun. We were going back and forth about one of the struggles that she had and I saw her actually implement the strategies in real time and it was so much fun to see like just the results of that. So if you are listening, Sarah Moss at Sarah underscore levels up, you are the chosen winner. Make sure you send us a direct message over on Chic Influencer or the Direct Sales Done Right podcast page and let us know that you are the chosen listener. Okay, so this week I am putting Melanie on the hot seat with all things recruitment. And before I really dive into the questions that we're going to put her on the spot with, I want to give you a couple of like just the accolades of what Melanie has been able to achieve in the direct sales industry so that you understand that you're really listening to an expert give you advice. So I don't know, you might consider yourself really lucky for stumbling upon this podcast if you are trying to build an organization, because I know that some of these questions are probably ones that you wrestled with. So a couple of the accolades, um, at the height of her direct sales career, and 11 years, 11 years mm -hmm. experience, actually getting close to 12, um, 11 years of experience in the direct sales industry, at the pinnacle, she was bringing in 30 distributors a month into the industry. 
She has been the, the four-time top leader in the industry. So four years in a row consecutively, she has been the top in the industry. And in the, in seven years, uh, top 10. So pretty incredible. And just for them to get context, when we say top, it mm -hmm. is sales team. Like what did they measure those metrics? By? It, it really is. It's a, it's definitely sales, but it's much more team. It is year over year. You've actually increased the amount of leaders and depth in your organization right. and your people are having success. Yes. Yeah. So. so that's really important to note too. So it's not just that Melanie was having success for herself, but there mm -hmm. was duplication that was happening in the organization as well. And also, too, she was able to not just create multi-million dollar success, but members of her downline as well have been able to do the same. And there is also a downline of over 10,000, yeah. 10,000 people, 10,000 people. So that's really <laughs> important to note. So I decided to put her in the hot seat this week because recruitment is one of those things. So we are at the time of recording this. It's the end of February. And we're looking at Q1. Mm -hmm. We're coming in on the end of Q1 as we get into March. And recruitment is always one of those things that people kind of put to the side when it comes to direct sales because it's just a little bit uncomfortable, especially if they don't quite feel like they are a leader and there's a lot of confidence that goes into it as well. So if they themselves aren't seeing really the result of their hard work in terms of the business, it's hard to get excited and show yeah. energy for that part of the work. And I will say it isn't just it isn't just people that are new in direct sales, even the women sometimes sure. in my masterminds, the women that I work with privately, it still is that confidence in building a yeah. team that they, they always put to the side. You know, it's kind of an afterthought, even though it's the most important part for them to get to their goals that they yeah. actually want to get to. Yeah. So if you are listening to this and you're thinking to yourself, well, I really do want to grow an organization and, and defining your own success too, because even if your definition of success isn't necessarily top in industry, but you want to begin to lead other people to see success in the industry, a few of these questions are probably ones that you have wrestled with as well. So we're going to dive into okay. that today. Okay. okay. Let's do it. All right. So the first question I have for you is, Mel, I have no problem selling the products. They've changed my life. But when it comes to the opportunity, when I post about it, okay. I can't actually convert. I am not afraid to talk about it, but I am getting annoyed that nothing is converting. What do I do? Mm. Okay. I've got a few thoughts there. So a couple of things that I think are really important when it comes to building your team. If you're not afraid to talk about the opportunity, mm. that's awesome. But I want you to kind of take a step back and really analyze a few things because we always talk about, you know, analyzing your trends or analyzing your content because even though you're speaking about the business opportunity, there could be some things that you're missing in there. The first thing is, am I just documenting that I'm a leader? Am I just documenting my success? So that could be it's Thursday, it's payday, or you've had tons mm -hmm. of rank advancements in your team. And you just talk about the rank advancements in your team, but you don't weave in the part of as a business mentor, this is how I support my people. And even that call to action at the end is if you've ever thought about, you know, dabbling in skincare, makeup, you know, health and wellness or looking for supplemental income, I can mentor you. This is what I do. And so a lot of times we leave that part out because we're afraid to turn it into a call to action. Mm -hmm. So 
a lot of times we can document the trips we earn, the retreats we go on, the great things that are happening, but we forget to really turn that into, and I can help you do this too. Yeah. I think the second thing is we don't talk about it in a strategic way from okay. a marketing calendar perspective. We, we will smather it in sort of here and there, but we don't give it time. And one of the things that I teach in the Rockstar Recruitment course is it's really this like pre-launch. So it's the pre-launch leading up to a sneak peek or an event. We are talking about the business, getting people to come to that. Mm -hmm. Then once we have the event, we've opened enrollment to our I'll just call it business builders bootcamp. And sure. then we're marketing for spots in our bootcamp. Most people market to the webinar or sneak peek. Stop. If they don't get the people that night. Yeah. They're done. Yeah. I failed. Instead of saying, wow, I now have this open enrollment period where I now need to position myself as the expert and the business mentor. So yeah. people just stop and they're like, well, that didn't work. Move back on to sales. And so a lot of times they don't give it the proper marketing timeline that it needs. Okay. And they're really afraid to say, I can mentor you. I have a new, I have a new mentorship that I can put you in because then that fear of, well, gosh, like what if I lead them wrong or what yeah. if they don't succeed? So those are some of the things that I see are tweaks that I teach inside of the course that help people get into yeah. that, that rhythm where it actually sticks and makes, makes a difference. Yeah. And as we've analyzed some content too, because we do spend time actually mm -hmm. reviewing content. I do it through the chic branding experience. I know you have people in your inbox yeah. asking for feedback. So one thing that I start to notice is when you're documenting your day, it used to be, especially if you've been in the direct sales industry for a little while, it used to be that we were building personal brands. So mm -hmm. we were just showcasing our story and right. we were really making people curious, but that's not really what people are after anymore. They're not really interested in keeping up with the Kardashians. Right. They're not really interested in going, wow, good for you. That looks amazing. They're craving a connection. So they're craving you tell them how you can do it too. So mm -hmm. I think it's really important to note that it isn't just so much about showing the things that you've won or highlighting the best parts of the, the gig. It's really showing people the work and the expertise you have to show them do how to do the same thing. Yeah. Raise your hand if you are ready to start building your downline with people that are excited about the opportunity, that share the same vision as you do, and that are hungry and coachable and are excited about success. Well, listen, it can be possible for you too. I've done it. I am living proof that when you have a strategic approach, a very specific mindset, and step-by-step -step directions, you can achieve anything you put your mind to. And I want to invite you to a free masterclass that I am running on how to recruit like a rock star. During this masterclass, you are going to learn from me specific ways that I approach my ideal team member and have a conversation about the business and about what is possible and how I mentor people to success. So if you are looking for strategies and tips and tools to grow your downline, you're not going to want to miss out on this opportunity. All you have to do is click the link below to get registered. Okay. This is a strategy question. Okay. All right. So the question is distributors from consumers or distributors from cold marketing. Ooh. Also, it might be worth noting, I am only looking for people who want to build the business. Okay. So you're only looking for people who want to build a business. Both. Okay. The answer's both. I, I feel like you should never pigeonhole yourself into one strategy that you can actually pull from each of the areas. So we teach this. 
We teach this in the Direct Sales Done Right Academy in our course. I also incorporated the healthy pipeline into the Rockstar Recruitment course mm-hmm. as well. Uh, you need a healthy pipeline. So you want to really look at it from both angles. You want to have a healthy customer base okay. and you want, because you want to have testimonials of people that are using the product. You want to be mentoring, supporting people that are using the product as well, because that also helps you to teach your downline how to mentor and support their customers. So I find that the natural way to do it is when you're starting in your business, it is, okay, these are my customers. As my customers are loving the products, as my customers are naturally starting to share about their own results, it's me taking that next step and saying, have you ever thought about doing what I do? Or did you know you could get your product paid for if you have X amount of people that purchase from you? And so planting those seeds, that's really part of the process. Mm -hmm. And it's not me going, and to your point, I only want to build working team members. It's not me going, hey, I know you love that eye cream, right? Do you want to get a discount? Sure. You can sign up and get a discount. It's me actually saying, do you have three friends you could actually get it paid for? Or, hey, have you ever thought about doing what I do? So that's the change there. Simultaneously... I don't I want people to think I'm okay, great. That makes me feel comfortable. I'll only recruit working mem- team members out of my customer base because I think you leave out a part of, of your audience that might actually be following you that could potentially be the woman that goes to her full-time job every day and absolutely loathes it. And she watches you from afar and she sees what you're doing. And if you aren't posting about the opportunity publicly that you can help somebody else build this, they might need not even know that it's open to them. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, what I've seen happen is that those people could ultimately sign up with somebody else who is not afraid to publicly talk about the opportunity. Yeah. So I found that over the past 11 years, I've recruited in both areas. I talk very openly about it on my social media, which meant that a lot of my customers became working members to my team. Likewise, because I talked about it openly, A lot of my followers on social media that had never used the products before said, I want to build the business and try out those products. So I've had success in both areas because I've really had a both strategy. Yeah. And I I don't want you to overlook what Melanie just mentioned to you. She talked about how you sell what you have to offer. So I want you to ask yourself, am I selling the discount or am I selling the opportunity? So a lot of times when we really aren't confident, we will say like, hey, have you ever considered becoming a preferred customer or have you ever considered joining for the discount? Well, why ask them that and skip over the opportunity? Instead, why don't you lead with the opportunity and then allow if, if it happens to fall back on the discount? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and a lot of people, depending on your business model, I know every direct sales company is different, but you can really get yourself in a bind where you're build, you're just basically filling holes with just warm bodies and mm-hmm. you're, you have the rank, but you don't have the income or the leadership. And that really breeds a lot of resentment in okay. the business when your income doesn't match your rank or you feel like you're not really attracting leaders. And so I'd, you know, yes, it's okay to sometimes invite people for the discount because they're just so loyal and we love them, but we want to make sure that's not our default mechanism sure. to build a team. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. That's such a good point. All right. So the next question is from a woman who works full time. Okay. Um, do you actually think you could have been successful if you had had a full time job? I like this question. Yes, I do. And I didn't have anything to do with time because time was not something that I had 11 years ago. So you, I always use this example as I had 
a six-month-old and a two-and-a-half-year-old. I was at home with them all day. Mm -hmm. I couldn't just put my kids in a cage like you would do a dog and go to work, right? Like I had to be, I know, right? Like I had to be mom and, and I wasn't just going to shove them in front of the TV. So I essentially had a full-time job and that was being a mom. And so there were these pockets of my day that I had to build my business, which was early in the mornings. Again, if you're going to work, you're working your business early in the mornings or at nap time, which Mm might've been your lunch hour or after work which would have been after my kids went to bed and after the dishes were done. And so it wasn't, it would it have been easier? It was definitely hard at that point. But what it boils down to is the pain of staying the same for me was so much greater than the pain of change. And I was so willing to do whatever it took to get out of the financial situation that we were in that it didn't matter when I had to work or how I had to work in order to get there. And I think that sometimes we use, I have a full-time job or sometimes people even use, I have little kids at home. And as my business progressed and as my boys got older, I always would say, I'll have more time when they're in, in school. I'll have more time. And what I found is I don't have more time. There were more responsibilities by that point. And so I just think it's a matter of owning where you're at and being really clear on what you want and the the tasks that you need to do in order to get there and just working under the season that you're currently in. Yeah. I also just to add to that point is really being clear about what success is to you. I think at first for me, because I did, Mm -hmm. I did work full time. So I remember feeling like the big goals felt incredibly out of reach. So setting smaller goals for me really lined me up to be more successful, to grow into the bigger successes, but I celebrated those small wins of getting the groceries paid for. That was, that was a really big deal to our family. So if you're sitting here going, can I be as successful as Melanie? I want you to take a step back and say, well, have you actually defined success for yourself in this season, Mm -hmm. in this specific season with the time that you do have and the other priorities in your life that you have as well? Okay. Next question. I think this is going to hit home for a lot of people. It might cause you to be a little bit uncomfortable. But uh, the next question is, I've burned people. I've been burned by people in the past when it comes to building a team. Okay. And I know we both have experience with this. Yes. Yeah. How do you get over past hurt and keep building when you're afraid that it will happen again? Mm, I actually just had this conversation with somebody. So funny okay. that we're, we're talking about this. I, I don't know if you remember this, but it was actually in 2020. I was listening to a John Maxwell podcast, right? And I shared it was, I may have shared it in one of our classes that we've done. But he talked about, he talked about like the, the job as a leader, the assignment as a leader. And he actually used this example. And this really resonated with me is that, you know, we can keep people at an arm's length, right? We can go through our careers and we can say, I don't want to get hurt. I've been burned in the past by other people and I don't want it to happen again. And we can start to put up this guard where we don't want to be hurt. And he said he did that at one point in his career because he had a really good friend that, you know, had betrayed his trust and it was a big thing. And so for a long time, he kept people at an arm's length. And he said what happened is it actually hurt his team and it hurt his ability to connect and mentor people in a very significant and profound way. And he said he had to learn to let his guard down again. And when he did, he recognized that that's how you build strong teams. And that's, it's like, it's that personal relationship with people. And he said on that podcast, I had to understand that that, that is a role of a leader. We risk 
being hurt. We risk being for people to maybe take advantage of us or to do something. But that's the that's what we signed up for as a leader is to lead other people, is to pour into them. And one of the things that the two of us say a lot of times is people come into our lives for a reason, for a season, for a lifetime. And I have learned over the course of the years to just understand that some people came into my life for a season and they taught me something profound in the moment. I didn't know what it was that they were teaching me, but in hindsight, looking back, I knew exactly what the reason was. There are people that are lifers and they've been with me forever. And you just as a leader, it's something that you have to understand. You can't avoid it. But in order to grow, you have to be willing to take that risk and to know that everybody's literally just doing their best. And when you understand that and you don't take it personally, it allows you to be the best leader that you can be. I love it. I love it. All right. So last question for you. If I really want to improve my recruitment, okay. what is my next step? What should oh, I do? What is my next step? Okay. So if you want to improve your recruitment, there's a couple of steps. Your your first step is really saying to yourself, okay, what do I want? What kind of team do I want to build? There are, you know, you can build a big team, you can build a small but mighty team. Anything you want to do matters, but you got to get really crystal clear on what kind of team do you want to build? And you then need to kind of put that stake in the ground of this is how many people that I want to enroll every single month into my team, working team members. And just like we teach you through our academy and our membership or our masterminds is you have to pick the goal. You have to have two goals every month, your customer goal and then your your team building goal. Then you have to create the strategy around it. And if you're sitting here right now saying, mm -hmm. I just feel like I'm all over the place. Mm -hmm. I feel like I know bits and pieces of how to recruit, but I don't have the full picture. I actually want to invite you into the Rockstar Recruitment course because it's actually open for enrollment yeah. at the time that this podcast episode is airing. And I launched this course, the first round of the course in the fall of last year. Yeah. And it is my favorite project I've ever worked on in my entire life. Yeah. I, the testimonials were out of this world amazing. And I literally took you from the start to the very end, exactly what the process is to recruit a working team. And if you implement that process, you will have success. And the great part is, is you have this, you have the access to these tools forever. So yeah. even if you aren't going through the lessons one every single week, sure. You can come back to it when you're ready to set up the email marketing campaigns, when you're ready to do the webinars. I have all of the resources, all of the documents, every guide. And during this open enrollment period, there are live Q&A sessions. So you have access to the lessons that drop one week at a time. And then you also get to pick my brain um, on a weekly live Q&A, but also inside of our closed Facebook group. So yeah. if you're serious yeah. about it, it's a good time. You're you're at you know, it's the beginning of March and you're looking at the yes. end of the first quarter and you're probably looking at how many people did I bring in in January? How many people did I bring in in February? And mm -hmm. if it's not where you want to be, this is the time to course correct that so that we don't get too far along in the year. Yeah. And we're going to put all of this information in the show notes. But one thing I encourage you to do is when you click on the link, actually see the testimonials of people who went through it this past fall, because they are absolutely incredible, just the results that people were seeing, the confidence that people gained, and just that opportunity to really learn from somebody who has done it successfully multiple times in the same industry. It's it's a pretty significant yeah. 
significant offer. So, all right, we like to end with some client love. We have this Ashley said, it's hard for me to find words for how valuable the Rockstar Recruitment course was. I wish I would have had this level of detail when I started my business two years ago. You thought of every little detail, given extensive to-dos and checklists, and all we have to do is believe and get to work. Thank you a million times over for your thoughtfulness um, for this course. All right, and our truth bomb of the week. One thing that I know stuck out for me that I actually made a note is make sure that you are selling the opportunity over selling just the discounts. All right, you guys, thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode of the Direct Sales Done Right Podcast. We will see you next time. All right, so if you loved today's episode, make sure you head over to wherever you listen to the episode today and leave us a rating and review. And also take a little screenshot and tag us on Chic Influencer. We'll feature you in our stories. Plus, we'd love to get your feedback and hear from our listeners. Yes. Until next week, let's make Chic happen.